Hey guys, it's Alexia James, and this is Diary of a 20-something, a podcast that is going to dive into the experiences of being in your 20s and trying to figure it out. The wins, the failures, the heartaches, and the struggles with everything in between. Hi everyone, welcome back to Diary of a 20-something podcast. So this episode is super special because we're featuring Nisha Ramdas. And I'm super excited to have her on the podcast because, in my opinion, she's one of the dopest people ever in terms of being a young millennial in the oil and gas industry in Trinidad and Tobago and just, like, paving her own way. So, Nisha... <laughs> Hi everyone, thanks for having me this morning. You you give my real introduction there, boy. I kind of feel it nice. And this is Sunday morning. <laughs> so what we're really gonna be getting into today, guys, is just the after graduation conversation. So we know that is like a huge straining point for a lot of people because you get your degree and you're like, okay, cool, what do I do next? So we're navigating through the industry and just giving our own life experiences on that and dealing with that whole situation. So Nisha, how did life go for you after you got that degree? Okay, firstly, I want to state that, you know, my story wasn't different from anyone else's story after graduation. So I had the same thoughts, the same struggles, that sort of stuff. So, you know, internet, and I am guessing in the um, wider Caribbean as well, when you graduate, we know how the job market is going. So even before I graduated or while doing my degree, I was kind of scared. I was really, really scared that I'm putting so much hard work into this degree. And then when I'm done, what if I don't get a job? And it just so happened that when I graduated in 2016, the oil price crashed at the end of 2015, the last quarter of 2015. So that's the oil price when the gas price crashed at the end of 2015. So obviously, when I graduated, that would have been like a total downturn in the energy sector, which is where I would have wanted to pursue my career. So yeah, it was really tough. Like I was so depressed. You would not believe like my mom was like, so you graduated, you should be happy, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I'm like, yeah, but I graduated, but. You know, you always ask that question, what I graduate for? <laughs> because you, yeah. you, you're there and you're like, so where are the jobs and where are the opportunities and that sort of stuff. And let's be real, at one point in time or the other, we all had like, for the lack of a better term, a sense of entitlement. So we thought that, you know what, we graduated, we have a degree, we have this piece of paper. that we, Jobs should just fall exactly, in our lap. Exactly. Yeah, we should just get this job one time. And that was a huge reality shock for me it was like yo it don't go that way imagine like you need to you need to kind of bring it back in and reassess right now so when I finished in May in May I write my I, I wrote my last exam and then in July I officially got the graduated status online and all that stuff so when I finished I, I went on vacation for like a month because my cousin was getting married so when I got back, that was when the reality set in. It's like, okay, so am I going to just sit at home every day for the next couple of months? Like, obviously, you know you do the usual of sending out resumes and that sort of stuff. 
So while I was wrapping up my degree, um, I saw that Arthur Lockjack, that's um, a business school in Toronto, Tobago, attached to the University of the West Indies, so Arthur Lockjack Graduate School of Business, they had this um, sustainable energy management MBA. So I remember while studying for exams, I asked my brother and my mom to go with me to check out the program, right? I wasn't even sure if I wanted to do my master's right after because you know, like you've been going to school your whole life. You're not sure if you really want to continue on that path. Sometimes you just need a break, right? So I, I, I asked my mom and my brother, I was like, can you go with me? I really want to check this out, whatever, whatever, whatever. So when I went and I checked it out, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, this is it. But the other downside to that is, you know, the age-old cycle. You need um experience. Experience for, for MBA. MBA. Yeah. And, you know, like, you, in order to get an experience, you need to get a job. And in order to get a job, you need experience. So it's like, what going on here now? So what am I yeah. supposed to do? Yeah. So when I went and they saw that I was really excited about the program and stuff, um, I spoke to the one of the guys, one of the facilitators at, at Lockjack, and he told me, he's like, you know what, still apply. He's like, you never know, still apply. They might want, you know, to have a full cohort or something, and if you meet your requirements, because, like, I did have good grades. We'll talk about grades just now. I will, I will mention the grades next <laughs> just now. I did have good grades, right? So he was like, well, you know what, um, still apply, and whatever, 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 because in special cases, they take in people, so I was like, you know what? I need to work my ass off to get good grades, to get into this program, whatever. So when um when I graduated now, I realized the job market is really tough. And my mom's like, you know, parents always keep pushing you towards this education thing. So she's like, go do the masters, mm-hmm. go do the masters. You know, you're not doing anything else. You know, the job situation's tough. If you get a job, you could always do both. Do you think that was kind of stifling in terms of your mom at, kind of pushing you towards doing at the masters? At that point, I felt that way but I wouldn't say it was an overbearing feeling I just know like that like I kind of just chalk it up to that's how parents are because like even with my brother when he finished his degree he started his master's like right after so I wouldn't say like it was like overbearing and you know you're feeling pressured and that sort of stuff but I I was like you know what probably she might be right because you know sometimes parents know these things right so I was like, you know what, Nisha, you have nothing, you have nothing better to do right now. Why not start it? See how it goes, right? Because I'm a person, I really hate to remain stagnant. So I just don't, yeah, Same. I just don't want to sit down doing anything now. So I basically started my master's in September and I haven't looked back since. And honestly, it was one of the best decisions I made. And obviously, I will encounter some sort of difficulties with it regarding, you know, um, companies may not necessarily hire me based off of my master's qualification due to my lack of experience. But one thing I realize, not only in my sector, but in every sector in Toronto, Tobago, like you need to pay your dues. Like you can't feel entitled and feel like, you know, this opportunity is going to drop on your lap or something is going to be handed to you like you need to pay dues so if it is that now I need to be hired lower than my academic qualification I'm not saying for anybody to exploit you please don't let anyone exploit you but at some point in time you need to pay dues you need to build up your reputation and in that way people like that's what I did and now people are noticing me they know my name you know I, I become I became a reputable person for my age 
in my industry. And that is something that I could have never done without doing my master's. So, mommy, thank you for pushing me towards that. <laughs> Even though I didn't want to do it, it was such a great, it was such a great experience. So when did when did I work? I started Start in September of 2016, and it's a two-year it's a two-year program because um, Lockjack is just part time because it's a graduate school now. So I finished all my courses in December of 2018, and now I'm okay. just wrapping up my final year project. So what people usually do is they wait till they finish their courses, and then you have like six months to do your finding their project which is usually a business plan in our case so that's what i'm in the process of doing right now okay yeah got you you know what i found interesting the part we mentioned in terms of the oil and gas industry and the um amount for the oil barrel price dropping because of course around the Caribbean there's a lot of misconception in terms of Trinidadians having a lot of money oh, and gosh. all these things and I have a lot of Jamaican listeners so of course I get it all the time they're like yeah your dollar is stronger blah 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 so for you yeah. to share that in terms of actually feeling scared and worried because you literally did not know what's happening I know for a lot of people in Trinidad and Tobago now regardless of what industry you're in people just aren't hiring you know because there are not many opportunities. People don't want to spend and increase their overheads and all these things in terms of companies and businesses and the private sector. So, well, that's really interesting and just sharing that perspective. So the wider regional population at hand is aware of it. But yeah, because I have that same issue in terms of should I do my master's? Should I do it now? When you should do it? And a lot of people, I think, jump straight into it. And... My views on it is kind of different because for me, I'm in the marketing industry, advertising industry, and people in these roles are like, a, some people could be above you and they have zero degree and their experience trumps any like piece of paper because of course you have to be able to do things. And in a lot of industries now, it's even like the tech industry. When you go to interview, people don't ask for your records anymore. They ask, so what have you built? What have you done? And I think that's something important to share as well. So I know you'd started Energy Bay in terms of that profile and platform. So let's hey, talk I just want to add to what you said, like you just you just spoke about the oh. marketing and the tech industries and that sort of stuff and you are right there are so many people that make the best of their situation and they don't even need a degree to do such so what i want to like mm. i always try to let people know is like make your own path like make your own path make the best of the situation you're in and sometimes it might be harder because you don't have a degree or you don't have a master's and that sort of stuff and i would never advise anyone to just like do a master's just off of a whim because you feel like you should do a master's. Like, make sure it's, it's something yeah, that you could. First of all, it is not cheap. It is not cheap. Exactly. And debt is nice. Like, debt is exactly. not. We can't be. And not only that, and too, people like, don't realize that by doing a master's, you're kind of specializing in essence. So you're kind of narrowing down. So when you do your degree, a degree is very general in most cases. So my my base degree was environmental and natural resource management with a minor in entrepreneurship. So there were so many ways I could have gone. I could have gone into a whole marketing with the entrepreneurship thing. I could have gone into um, like forestry or agriculture, any of those things. 
But I think the key to this is knowing what you're about and knowing what you want to pursue. And honestly speaking, I didn't know this till I was like at a late age, probably in my 20s. And I don't feel like you should be pressured because, you know, some parents like at 15, 16, 17, 18, they're like, okay, so what do you want to do? We're picking um, CXC, we're picking CXC, what you want to do, make up your mind, whatever, whatever. I actually think that's flawed in a sense because it's like you're picking these subjects to choose your life. So that's one thing about like Caribbean schooling. I totally disagree. I disagree with because the people that come to school, they do a degree and then they like just do a side job and they're like, shit, my degree makes no sense. This is what I want to do. And then of course, then there's turmoil because your parents might be paying for your degree or you might be paying for it. And then I've listened to people come to me and they're like, I want to switch, but I don't know how to tell my parents because they're the person funding this. You know, people who've just done full on degrees because they couldn't switch it. Some parents, like, I I think some parents can pressure their kids into um, like certain rules. So, you know, as well as I know in Trinidad and probably the wider Caribbean as well, there are like three main professions. There's like doctor, lawyer, engineer. And everybody wants their kid to be one. I was fortunate yeah. where my mom didn't make me yeah. feel like I needed to be one of those. So like she kind of gave me a kind of range yeah. to kind of, you know, say feel out yourself a bit. But, you know, some, some like, because if you talk to some people going mad right now and you ask them, well, I, I like, I am passionate about what I'm doing. So. I would kind of expect that from people at times. So when you ask somebody, so like you're really into medicine, like you're really into health, and people would be like, no, I just, I just, I just did it. Yeah. And not only that, like I my, just want my money. mom told me I have to do this, <laughs> so that's why I'm doing it. And it's like, yo, you need to, you wow. need to sort this out before you get older. Yeah, because you'll be miserable your entire life. Depressed. This is like your career. You'll be yeah, like, exactly. you have no sense of purpose. But um, you mentioned yeah. my whole um energy TT and this whole energy B profile. Yeah. So yes, because like yeah. I saw this energy B thing pop up. Yeah. I think that was before I was following you on Twitter, and I'm like, what is this about? And then I went on your page, and I was like, this is really cool in terms of just informing people about what is going on because. We know that the Gen Z millennial generation, like, we don't take anything at face value. Yeah. Because you have Google, you could search it yourself, you could read up on it yourself. And sometimes we have this yourself. lazy mentality. You know, and we want somebody to spoon feed us an opinion, and that's not good. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. I just, yes, okay, so again, you remember I mentioned previously, like, I don't like to be stagnant in situations. So when I started my master's in 2016, um like it was like a whole wealth of information being passed on to me by my lecturers and I'm learning so much about the industry that I didn't know before because my like instead of doing an MSc which would have been a technical background I did an MBA which deals with more business as the more like a more business aspect of the sector so that would include corporate finance, microeconomic, macroeconomic, project management. You get a technical feel of it with renewables. You get so much policy, that sort of stuff, right? So what um, that program encouraged was free thinking. So they gave you the information, but it was up to you to analyze this, to form your own opinion and that sort of stuff. So when I started in 2016, I remember that year was the budget was in October it was like October the 3rd or something like that. it was a Friday I distinctly remember this so one of my friends she works at TV6 and she called me she's like Nisha um I want you to come on because you know usually for those budget panels they have like 
no disrespect, but they have like elder people, the faces you see all the time and they're saying the same thing. So she asked me, she was like, Nisha, can you come on and can you like give us a different perspective? Because we want like a panel of people just like normal, you know, people who just like with our everyday life kind of perspective. So I went on and I did that. And that day for the budget, I remember I was just tweeting about certain things during the budget and somebody, I can't remember who it was, or a couple of people actually, they were like, so why don't you start blogging about this? Because like you break things down in such a way that it's easy for people to understand. And I really never looked at it that way because, you know, it's just me talking about something I'm passionate in. So I continued tweeting about it, like, you know, tidbits of information for a while. And then in 2017, I think it was me. I was just like a random night. I couldn't sleep. It was like, this wasn't premeditated or anything. I, it was just a random night. I could not sleep. And I just made this WordPress account, you know, WordPress, that's what everybody started blogging on. Yeah, I just made this WordPress account. I did my first blog post. I posted it and like within like a week, I saw it was like 10,000 views or something like that. And is that by me or you? Okay, yeah. I just made the um the first blog post and I remember my first blog post was like um six facts about the energy energy industry of Trinidad and Tobago and it was the most common facts that you would think would be given knowledge for somebody living in Trinidad and Tobago but it's not something that is brought across to us all we know in Trinidad and Tobago is we have oil and gas we get money from oil and gas and that's about it some people don't even know like we have gas like we move from our oil-based economy to a gas-based economy and people don't even know that and I'm like you know what somebody took the time to like transfer the knowledge that they know to me I was fortunate enough to be given that opportunity to learn from some of the best in the sector so why can I not now share this knowledge that I have with other people like to me that I, I see it as my, like, duty as a citizen of Trinidad because at the end of the day, like, we, the millennials, as you said, we are going to leave the country at some point in time. And why not have an informed opinion on doing so? Like, I, 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 I want us to be so, you know, informed about every aspect of our economy, of our country, that we can now do better and those that came before us because you know sometimes people may not have a holistic view about things and that's basically why I started Energy TT and I was amazed with how it took off like I this week when it was it was about Tuesday or Wednesday no it's Thursday actually I went to this um this seminar in Napa for this report that was done on the downstream um of Trinidad Tobago and People who I look up to in, in the industry, I'm talking people years older than me with way more experience than me, come up to me and say, hi, Nisha, am I read one of your posts? Or I, I saw you on TV or I heard you on the radio or something. I really, like, I really admire what you're doing and whatever, whatever, whatever. And those things really, like, I don't want to say I look for validation in doing it, but those things really make it worth it, like, having... Yeah, having that recognition from like yeah, people does. you look up to, not just your peers, because I, because you know, once you get your peers' recognition, like 
yeah, kind of make it then because let's be real, our generation is very, very, very tough. If they're not on you, they're not on you at all. So the fact that I get so much support is like really, the only way to put it is like it really heartwarming. I don't mean to get cliche and mushy, but it really is. And once, I, I just want to let people know, like once you find what you're genuinely passionate about and once you start doing it, people start responding in a positive way and things like opportunities start falling into your lap and you may not necessarily be looking for something like I I remember last year um I just got a random email from um from this this company where they asked me to speak at a conference in Panama and I didn't even apply for it or anything and that's any fact that these things are happening shows that your hard work is paying off. And I'm sure you would feel the same way because I could tell how passionate you are about this whole marketing thing and your podcast. Like, I remember before you even followed me because I, I was a part of um, a podcast with, like, Rigel and Meigs, all of that. Yeah. I remember a time Rigel sent um, yeah. the the diary for 20-something um, link in the, in, the, in the group chat. And I opened it, I was like, yo, but it's real cool. Like, she not half-assing it at all. Like, she is going all out. And this is amazing. I was like, this is really, really cool. So, like, I I, I want really? for our generation to be passionate about things that it's doing and not just doing it for doing its sake. And I just want them to know they could use me as an example because you know, I mentioned grades before. Like, I didn't have scholarship grades like I had your average yeah I had your average like or like I had a couple ones at twos threes you know that's just how it goes even at university I didn't have all A's like I had some B's I remember I struggled to pass my Greek and I got some you know what I think it's super noteworthy that you mentioned in terms of because people see me doing things and connect with people and it'd be like yo this probably got handed to her blah 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 but I came to Jamaica knowing nobody literally no one and I just started to put like small goals in front of me and then like before I even understood the concept of networking and I just used to randomly go up to people yeah. and talk to them of course not everybody has the personality to do that but doing stepping outside yourself is really important in terms of the after graduation yeah, conversation you, because you need to be doing this again it's like for it's like because a lot of people do of the work. Like, like you could have the best yeah. tv and you will you could have the best transcript and you will if you do not network i guarantee you the job to get where you want to go is going to be 50 times harder yeah Definitely. And you said something earlier about your name being irreparable. And I know a lot of people use social media like, oh, gimmicks, kicks, jokes, let's drag this person today on Twitter. But like, at the same time, uh, everybody has a personal mm-hmm. brand, regardless of what you're doing. You don't have to be a creative, you don't have to be an influencer. Everybody has a personal brand. And I think that's important to note in terms of the after graduation conversation. Exactly. Because people see you before they meet you. They read like sent around what you're doing people talk about you the conversation starts before you enter the room and I think that's super important to note and I'm reading a book currently called work party by Jacqueline Johnson she's the creator she's the founder and CEO of creating cultivate and she said something she said 
be incredible to work with because people no, always wonder it's because oh, these same people again like, these same opportunities yeah. like it's the same people over and over again but you have to ask yourself how are they being used over and over again it's because they do good work and if you put yourself out there and you work hard then people will want to work with you again they'll recommend you to other people they'll be like oh so and so who does this oh i know this person they work really well with me and it's just that constant recycle and that constant karma but just you doing good work and i think that's super super important to know you don't need to be a creative you could be in a nine to five somebody could be looking to hire outside to promote somebody for their company and because you've done xyz they will recommend you it's the same thing just like how people will be like oh she makes this let me hire her to do this it's the same thing so i think that mindset in terms of a nine to five and a creative and all these things being separate it's the same level of work and the same I level agree with you totally of overall quality that you like need to be thinking about well. like you know when you're younger you'll probably be like out of pocket and tweeting randomness but as you get older let me tell you your name your face is your brand you do not want to walk into a cop corporate job interview and they pull up your tweet about you saying some nonsense or something like that i fed up like I, i'm tired of seeing it on twitter just the other day i had a rant about it i'm like in your bio you're saying future president of whatever or future prime minister of whatever country but you're tweeting nonsense on the internet and by all means you are allowed to tweet freedom of speech and all that but you need to take into consideration what your future holds and you do not want you know to cost you in your future an opportunity and that's something I really like I, I'm not perfect you would see me ranting a couple of times but like I try my best not to tweet anything controversial anything because like because like no you I hear the term public figure and I don't refer to myself as such but a lot of people do that with me and they keep on telling me, yo, watch what you're doing, watch what you're saying. Like at, right now I'm in a um, corporate communications um, position right now. I just started like last week and my supervisor, he tells me as well. He was like, I know you don't do anything like out of place, but I'm just letting you know, you, you, like everyone scrutinizes you. And I fought the whole influencer title for such a long time because to me, an influencer is somebody who actively tries to influence, and I don't. No, but I see thing that influence somebody who literally drives and motivates someone's thoughts, decisions, actions. Yeah. So even if you don't, because of course I'm on the marketing side, so I see both sides of it, and honestly, right now a lot of I'm trying to drain and like just pound into brands that yo the people with the 1 million or the 100k is not it it's the people like you who literally they want to see like how your community engages yeah. that is what matters that, that, so that, even if you that, don't that's think what, like, you know what it took for me to actually come to that like understanding that. and all that so um last you know it was this year um this marketing class this is when i got back from panama this marketing class for the IMB in Lockjack, um, the head of the program, he emailed me and he was like, I, I saw your work, I saw what you're doing, and I want you to come and give a lecture, a marketing lecture on like social media marketing and that sort of stuff. So I did my whole presentation and stuff. I went in, I gave the lecture, and then afterwards, like the lecturer, she told me, she's like, 
oh sorry it's raining by me just ready um she told me she was like you might fight the title as much as you want but you're an influencer and i said i i just like at that point i found there was too much negative connotation with the word influencer because with me it was just something organic like I would just go on the internet and I would just like tweet something randomly like, hey guys, um, you all watch Post Cabinet today or something kind of thing like that, asking about it. And then get people actively involved in the conversation. And I didn't realize that was basically influencing. It's not getting somebody to buy a product or it's not getting somebody to, to, draw, like, to go to a party or that kind of thing. It's like literally pushing people to do something or encouraging people, I don't want to say pushing, pushing is aggressive word, yeah. Encouraging people to do something that they may not necessarily do. And that was yeah. like, hearing that from her is kind of what like made me accept the rule. And which was why now even before I would be like I would be cautious about what I put out there, now I'll do it even more because being in the public eye, you cannot afford like you're human, you're going to slip up, but as much as you can prevent it you should because you don't want the great opportunities that are going to come your way to be taken away off of something that is misconceived or miscommunicated and like you deserve better than that so like stop i will always tell people stop fighting your blessings like by doing that you're really fighting your blessings (laughs) yeah but one thing I want to note in terms of being cautious on your social media, I don't want the message to be misconstrued in you thinking you can't speak up or you can't speak out or share your opinions because yeah, yeah. I'm very much aware in terms of what I see and not mentioning certain brands or, you know, cause it's a very touchy yeah, yeah. topic, especially when you have relationships with people in the industry, you can't just like, tweet while and say trash things. But at yeah, the same time, I, I if something yeah. is on my mind, I, I agree with you, but I, I, I do. in doing and so, I'm sure you, you find a constructive yeah. way in doing so instead of just going, instead of just going on the, the internet and just cussing and be like, yeah, of course. so, 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 yeah. so, so, whatever, whatever. Wild. So yeah. I'm like, I agree with Definitely. you. I agree no, no, with no. Silence yourself. Don't, because like not, as, as I mentioned before, not everybody would have the path or take the path that I took or be on the path that I'm on. So in some cases, you, your your view might actually be what is gaining you an income or what is gaining you opportunities and that sort of stuff. So you never know, you could become a political analyst or some kind of analyst, just, just like speaking out about these things. And I, I encourage that because one thing people need to note, people our age need to note, is that in this day and age, like, job titles don't matter anymore yes i i create i create i literally i create literally job titles get created like, every day. when when i was doing <laughs> this one when i was doing my um my business cards i was like what do i put here do i put like energy tt alone do i put like i i did not know what to put and i just say you know what I will put energy analyst and I just literally created my own job title because I have this fear of being trapped in a box. So like you're boxed into one profession and you can't make your way out of it. So like even now, I started off with a technical background 
and now I'm in corporate communications, which is more on the PR marketing side of things. And I may not have any technical experience in it, but it's a skill that is natural to me. It's literally what I do. And I want to mention that to people as well. It's like, I, I told my friend this recently, you don't get hired on your degree anymore. You get hired based off of your skills and people don't understand that. Yes. Those are so much facts. Like, oh my gosh. Like literally all the job interviews that I've been to, nobody has asked to see my degree. They're like... <laughs> And this has been majority of marketing agencies. Most of the time, marketing agencies don't even like to hire people with marketing degrees because, because in what the curriculum that I teach you in schools, it's completely different to what's happening in the industry. So they rather hire people that it's completely outside of their field. So it's so interesting, like, where do you hear all that information as well? Because you you might be like, whoa, I want to get into marketing. Let me go to a uh, marketing degree or let me go to Caramac, which okay. is the kind of, like, media faculty at the Mona campus and let me do that but the people who have seen excel the most are those who they took that internship at the beginning where as you said paid their dues mm -hmm. and I know somebody who like I really admire she wanted to do sports journalism and she used to work with CPR like every year just like doing stuff behind the scenes and all these things and she would just she used to work and intern with sports max and then really she cool. got flew out to go and cover like this yeah. huge la liga match recently this year and it's insane and like i know she worked super hard and people might see her and they'd be like yo she probably got handed to that but i know she's been like literally working since the beginning of her starting her degree program yeah. you know and a lot of times they people just see the flash yeah. pictures on instagram Break and you flying out yeah. and you attending this conference and they yes. didn't see when you were having your complete breakdown and they, they were I applied for jobs and I didn't get to know as well because I lack the experience and like I remember um like when a couple of stuff had started yeah. happening like this guy this one guy he would always um ask me he's like how oh, you always catch you with them things and I'm like I don't know he's like how oh, you apply to do those things I was like I don't apply people reach out to me and that they think once you start putting yourself out there and you start paying your dues, it's going to return to you tenfold. Mm -hmm. And you just said something super important, putting yourself out there. That is probably the most difficult, but but at the same time, the most important thing to do. Because, of course, you have to fear of being rejected. I was like, I was like, I'm sure when you put out your blog, you're like, nobody going to read this. <laughs> I just going to put this out. And, uh, exactly. You know, and I've had those same fears in terms of, like, building up my podcast and the different media channels for it. And I'm like, nobody going to follow this page. <laughs> like... What am I even doing this for? I think the but negative, all those things are negative. I think the negative, negative so negative that's what's thoughts there for a reason. Because with all the negative thoughts, individuals have to overcome. you wouldn't push yourself harder because with all those negative thoughts, I am be saying to myself, you know what, Nisha, you're going to do this. You're going to prove yourself wrong. You're going to prove all the people around you who've been, you know, saying, nah, she can't do this, she's too young, or that sort of stuff. You're going to prove them wrong and you're going to make a name for yourself. And I think those negative thoughts, if we manifest it or if we channel it properly, I think they can help us 
So I think it's it's, it's a balance because like like honestly speaking, I I I am a borderline pessimist. Like I I am pessimistic about a lot of stuff, and I will be so hard on myself where like no, even though like things are happening I still feel like I'm not doing enough and I'm sure you feel the same way any any creative always feels like they're not doing enough and it's up to you to say to yourself okay well if you're not doing enough do more prove to yourself that you can be what you want to be and I think that's that that's a very important thing don't let the negative drum you up because it's so easy to go into a shell or like think or something like that because you're you're doubting yourself. It's so easy to do that. We're all human. That happens, but it's up to you to say, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to fight. Going through this industry, speak, that's child, speak. Primarily <laughs> dominated by persons who are older than us. So we know that a lot of the politicians <laughs> are older. They don't want to hear anything from the younger generation, and we know that in Trinidad's big, not even tri- regionally, that. Oil and gas is an industry that's dominated by politicians so I, or older legislation and all these different things. How do you manage that? I don't think that? it's just oil and gas that experiences that. Because, yes, I think we all experience that, but in oil and gas, especially in the energy sector, so it's yeah. like oil and gas, you know, whatever. There's a huge age gap place to begin with, and there's a huge, I don't want to say huge, but there's kind of like a bit of sexism as well, meaning that more than likely if I'm 27 and a girl, I'm going to be taken less seriously than if I was 27 and a boy. Listen to me, that's everything. Exactly. Like I've gone to so many meetings and people think like, oh, she's in a system. She's coming to write notes. And, I don't and then I have a seat at the table and I'm literally it's, dictating it's the conversation. I, so, I'm going to push through those boundaries. I'm going to break whatever was need to be broken down. That's not a problem for me. I'm not going to be one to complain, well, I'm young and I'm a woman and nobody's going to take me seriously. No, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. But I'm going to do it respectfully. So as you said, I'm going to have a seat at the table. I'm going to give my input. And those same people who would say, yeah, boy, I'm not sure if she does this, that, next, will be the same people who will see me on TV or will read my blogs or watch my YouTube videos and say, wait, boy, I really didn't know this was the same girl in it. Like, you have to make sure that you're so serious about what you want where nobody will question you to exude that confidence and don't exude that confidence off of a whim make sure you know everything about what says you need to know so don't say well i am going to talk about pineapples and i'm the pineapple expert and when you show up you kind of wigwam in the scene and knowing half of what's going on and that kind of thing. No, make sure when you say, I am going to talk about pineapples, <laughs> you are that pineapple bitch. Like, you know yeah. everything there is to know about pineapples. I don't know that's a weird analogy, but that's because it might be <laughs> So, like, like, I would say, yes, you No, it's so, perfect encounter ageism i encounter it all the time all the time but don't let that 
don't let that keep you down. Like, prove them wrong. Show them that you deserve that seat at the table. You deserve that position. And as I said before, pay your dues. You need to pay your dues. You can't just show up and expect people to respect you and take you seriously if you're not giving them a reason to. And I know they're, they're always going to be, um, like, there's always going to be people that will fight you down and all that. And that is a part of life. And if you don't encounter those things, you won't grow as a person. And I know we all know the cliche, um, you'll never grow if you're comfortable or something like that. You need to be uncomfortable in order to grow. I don't know how it's going. Something along those lines. But I think that is essential. You can't, you can't expect to be better if you're not challenged. You can't expect to, to do better if somebody doesn't say, well, I'm not sure about you now. You see that drive to prove yourself to people that driver will one personally like i would even feel like a little yeah, dumb yeah, or depressed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and because sometimes you know when you just get a lot of l's like simultaneously like, like can i get a break like but i know l's are losses are lessons but sometimes in the moment when you're like in the river the lessons can just feel like so invisible you don't see them at all and what you said is perfect for that because you know you have to remind yourself like yeah, I even saw a tweet I don't know if you saw this about the girl with the driver and he got into Harvard after applying for two years I was just like whoa you know because imagine applying to go to school for two years and you're probably telling other people about this and they're like yo dog just don't bother with it apply to somewhere else and he's like nah this is where I want to go you know and that determination it has to come from yourself at the end of the day because i know we talked about i don't think we talk about this actually but validation in terms of when we put out things mm-hmm. you know even from us losing social media the validation we get is like from likes and from retweets and from comments and all things. so i think a lot of people kind of i don't, I don't think that should be that like in terms I, of when they put out their like personal and, things like in terms of blogs or projects like and stuff we want i don't think we should we should hold that because like, I, I always say because you see a lot of people on social media now chasing mm-hmm. social media clouds which would be equivalent to likes and retweets and i always tell people like people will tell me yeah um post this for me now you get a lot of likes and retweets i say brother likes and retweets don't matter unless i'm making money off of this so like so like to me i could get a million likes on something if i'm not capitalizing on this or <laughs> my brand not even like money but like personal gain or gain career wise or something then that doesn't matter to me and i think we need to develop a mindset further than these likes and retweets okay your picture got 500 likes but how is that benefiting you like other than you saying, well, yeah, um, my picture got 500 likes. Like, even you said it recently with, um, when you were talking about, um, following and that sort of stuff, you were like, somebody with a million followers could not have as much reach as somebody with like 300 followers. So it's the same thing, like, like, don't, don't, don't feel because you have like a million followers or like a million likes that, that means something now, like, Likes and retweets is not money, Janita. You know, build yourself up and capital. I don't have a problem with you having or trying to gain social media clout, but do something from it. Capitalize on that social media clout and further yourself as a person. I always preach that to people. 
So I want you to tell everyone your favorite book and your favorite quote. And I might probably, I might probably hit you like honestly. Yes. So I'm like Harry Potter because I don't like I mostly read like <laughs> things that I read when I'm necessary because like you you just quoted a book that you were reading. Yeah. I hardly I need to get onto that. I see Ajala post like a long list of books to read and I just never get onto it. So I I don't know if I have a favorite book, but my favorite quote honestly, and I would always tell people this, and I tweet it all the time. This too shall pass. So whatever you think you're going through, whatever negative situation you're in, I know it's very cliche and you might think it's the end of the world. I'm 27 and I probably thought it was the end of the world like five times every year for 27 years. <laughs> but it's it's not, it's not like really hard because I, I had a really hard, hard year last year and I thought that, you know, <laughs> this is the worst I'm ever going to go through. And I know that's not true because I used to think that in other situations as well. So whatever you're going through, it will pass. Positive will manifest from it. And I promise you, things will get better because if you allow yourself to be in this negative mindset all the time, as I said before, you're blocking your blessings. So just remember always, this too shall pass. Why would I drag you? I don't. I feel like you just dragged me a little bit with what she said, but I appreciate it so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's okay, but I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Like, this was an incredible conversation. Thank you for I know people are really going to be really appreciative of everything that we discussed this today. Like, it was, I, I just so much. Hey guys, I just want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you got to the end, I really hope you enjoyed. Also, apologies for some of the bumps you may have heard at the end. But thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, leave a comment when you listen on the Apple Store. Leave your Instagram handle and I would definitely feature you on the social of the podcast. Subscribe if you like it. Share with a friend and see you next time.